Hello, welcome to yet another episode of an ACC podcast. Week one in the books, we've moved on. Now we're on to week two, and the biggest game in week two has prompted me to bring on Grace Rayner of The Athletic, who covers Clemson. I'm Lauren Brownlow, by the way. I forgot to say that. I keep forgetting to say it. <laughs> People should know. <laughs> I Yeah, see, no, they shouldn't. I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But yeah, um, I'm Lauren Brownlow. celebrity. You are. <laughs> oh my God, really, I'm not. Uh, yeah, but are. you're getting there yourself, by the way. Grace is really, really talented, and I love reading her stuff, and she's one of the best out there that's covering the ACC, in my opinion, and it's good that she's on the Clemson beat because Clemson, the best team in the ACC, and it's always good to have somebody who's such a good writer on. And Grace, you, you've also been paying attention to the rest of the league, so this will help when we bounce around a little bit. But Clemson A&M, obviously the biggest game of the weekend. Um, my first inclination with this game, and I want you to tell me if you think I'm right or wrong, is that I think we're kind of, because this game was played so close last year, I feel like we're sort of like, I, I think we're falling into a bit of a trap of assuming that it's going to be close again or like that they're even going to beat Clemson because of the way last year's game played out. That's not to say A&M's not good. That's not to say Clemson is different than last year, but I don't know. I, I mean, what do you think? It's been a weird week in turn. Like this is one of those weeks where the, the chatter kind of heats up and there's been a little bit of chippiness already. Um, but I was looking what the line is pretty big. What is it like 18? Yeah, the line's big, but all the analysis I'm seeing is like, oh, Clemson should be on upset alert. It's like, yeah, duh. I mean, they played them last year. They understand what they could do. Right. That's the thing. It's like Clemson hasn't acted like we're going to come in here and stomp these guys. Like I think Cle- anyone on Clemson's team will be the first to tell you they were incredibly lucky to have won that game last year. So it's not like they they're all, you know, I, I don't know. I'm with you. It's like. I do think the line's too big. Like, I think it's going to be closer than 18, but I don't think that Clemson's, like, showing up on Saturday thinking they're going to steamroll these guys. Yeah, and I don't know. I I think, like, the way last year's game played out was so weird and kind of fluky to me. Like So weird. The fact that Kellen Mond was, like, better under pressure than he was not under pressure against Clemson's D-line and just things like that, that kind of leads me to believe that that's not necessarily repeatable. That doesn't mean that they can't keep it close in other ways, but just the way that game played out just felt so weird. And I don't know that I would assume that this game's going to be close just based on last year, you know? It was a weird game, especially, I mean, Dabo was talking about it this week and he was like, yeah, we kind of lost our minds in the fourth quarter, which I thought was a nice way of putting it. <laughs> um, yeah, they arguably should have lost the way that they finished. They the totally game. should have. I mean, Kellen of, of Kellen Mond's 430 yards, 330 of them were in this in the second half. Like that's just that's bananas. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is there, is there anything we could take away from what we saw from Clemson in week one that would either, I guess, worry Clemson faithful about what they're going to see this week or in, be encouraged. I mean, it, it, Georgia Tech's not A&M, obviously. Right, it's, sure. it's a big leap up, but what do you think? I think you're probably the most encouraged by the fact that Travis Etienne kind of feels like he's back in midseason form almost, you know, and it's kind of crazy. I think it was Anna Hickey. She's on the Clemson beach. She does a really good job with recruiting. She was tweeting it today. Uh, Travis like was probably not supposed to be at Clemson. Like Clemson had a running back in his class that they thought was going to come and everything was good. And Travis had committed to A&M actually. And so like had this running back not fallen through a few years ago, Travis Etienne's probably suiting up for Jimbo Fisher tomorrow. Wow. 
That's what it is. Oh my god, what's today? Thursday? I don't even know what today is. I yeah, today's th- this really feels like a Friday. It does. It, it, it does. We, we are recording this on a Thursday, um, for full disclosure, um, and because there are a couple of Friday games. Thanks a lot for that. Whoever decided to add those, <laughs> no, thank you. Don't care yeah, for those. I don't like those either. It just Same feels weird. High school, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it just I don't. Yeah, I don't care for it either. Um, okay, so I have to ask you one more thing about Clemson since that since that's your beat. Um, and this is a conversation that we've had. I believe it was you that let me know that. Trevor Lawrence with uh, the of the beautiful locks, oh yes the blonde hair he he says he does not use conditioner that was what I had I don't remember if you said that or somebody else said that I don't think I said it but that like upsets me in the, probably the same way that it upsets you like yes I find it extremely upsetting I do too he does he did say which of course like the second that he finishes college football they they have to sign him because he was like i'm a pantene guy he did say he uses pantene but i don't i don't i just don't understand how he could not use conditioner like his hair looks better than lots of people i know who avidly use conditioner myself included i wonder if he's ever he's probably never used a hair mask though probably not I'm gonna guess no on that one, but <laughs> but who knows? Like it's like a whole new world with over there. It really is. It really is. Okay. Well, I did have to get that out of the way because I <laughs> I'm gonna investigate for us and be like, what's the deal on this conditioner gate? What is your hair care regimen? And yeah. he's gonna look at you like, are you kidding right now? Honestly, he's gotten some bananas questions already. This wouldn't even be that. That oh, wouldn't wow. even be that on. Oh yeah. Really? Like about his hair and stuff like that? Or just just about his Like sometimes it's about his hair, but sometimes like I feel like he gets a lot of really obvious questions like, are you excited to go play? You know, or <laughs> like I honestly feel like he'd rather talk about his hair than like if, you know, what he does during a night game during the day, you know, like. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, do you have a good feeling on this game? I mean, I think Clemson wins. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think Clemson wins. I don't know that it's by whatever this line is, 17 and a half. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I was I think I was talking to someone yesterday and I said, I think Clemson wins by 10, maybe maybe 14. Um, but yeah, I, I think they do win. Weirdly, it would probably shock me less if Clemson like blew them out than it would if like, say, A&M won. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think it'll be a little bit closer than what the line would would indicate. So um it's gonna yeah. be there, there's something like, like this is gonna be the first time Jimbo Fisher has ever come into Death Valley like as the A&M coach like it's gonna be weird to see him and it not be Florida State week I know I know it's it's crazy but Jimbo doing his thing I guess if doing I was guaranteed if I was guaranteed 70 million dollars I would never work again I don't understand <laughs> same. same honestly I would uh I'd show up and that'd be about it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) All right. Well, we got to move on from that. As good as that game will be, um, the rest of the week slate is less good, but it starts on Friday, sadly. And it starts with William and Mary at Virginia. Mike London is back. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I need you to tell me this Mike London story. Okay, full disclosure, before the podcast, I sort of went through some things that I wanted to talk about with Grace. And I, 
and I made, I jokingly said something about Mike London was a cop, and she's like, "Was he really?" And you older ACC folks I know that are my age or older will be like, "What?" She didn't know. Yeah, Grace didn't know. Um, but as I explained to her, Mike London was a cop. Um, is almost as ubiquitous a phrase when he was coaching at Virginia on the broadcast as was like, hey, look, Virginia Tech has a lunch pail. Or like, hey, <laughs> you know, for Carolina basketball purposes, like Carolina likes to play fast or, you know, something along those lines, right? <laughs> Roy Williams enjoys golf. I mean, whatever it is, like just something that you hear on plenty of broadcasts. Yeah, like just, and it was very much like, and it was always said like it was the first time. Where it's like, whoa, did you guys know, you know, that Mike London used to be a cop? And it's like, um, yes, we did. <laughs> but you know what's, but what's interesting to me, this on paper, this game has nothing interesting really to offer. Obviously, um, William and Mary is not very good. Um, this is his first year at William and Mary, Mike London. So, um, I, but if you like, I feel like Bronco Mendenhall also looks like he could have been a cop, right? Yeah, I don't think that that's a. I I think that's a fair take. I and I was trying to think like who's the who's the coach that looks the most like a former cop, like of the current ACC coaches. I was kind of going with like Justin Fuente because his he has like yeah yeah. he has like a square head that like intensity too and like the yeah. I think that that's a. I I like that. I like that pick. There's like if Dabo was a cop, he was like Internal Affairs. Or something. Yeah, I, def- I mean, if anyone on Clemson staff is a former cop, it's like oh, Brent Venables for oh my sure. God. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah, and he's like the sergeant that yells at everybody. <laughs> yes. I could see yeah. Steve Adazio a little bit too. Oh yeah, he and like he kind of plays a style of football. I feel like that would be. It's like you know, Dabo talks every year about how it's just like it's gritty, it's tough, it's like it's Clemson plans for BC, but like differently than it does anyone else. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I could see him being like a PI or something, too. I don't know. Oh, PI would be fun. Yeah. Now that I think I would hire Dabo to be a PI. He's Dabo's like so insanely detailed. I think he'd really? be good at that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I wouldn't have thought of him that way, but that's interesting. Yeah. He's very organized, like to down to. Yeah. He's like insanely organized. Mac Brown, I don't really see his former cop at all. No, he's the guy who bails you out. And then, like, gives you a life lesson on the way home. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yes, for sure. Cutcliffe, I kind of see as a guy that, like, no one thinks of as a cop. And then all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden they get into a hairy situation as cops. And he, like, busts out some ninja moves or something. And everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> where did really that surprised. come from? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, this was my thought experiment. This is this is uh, where I am. In the- Manny Diaz, for sure, former cop. For sure. I was just about to say that also. Yeah. The slick back hair, like totally young police officer. He has that look. Dave Doran is like the cop that messed up his big case and is now like on, <laughs> on, on bike duty and he hates everything. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's like probably my favorite sentence that you said all morning. <laughs> I feel bad because I like Dave more than a lot of people do, but he just has that vibe to him. That's all. He it's does. Just- He's got a vibe. He does. Dave Clawson, definitely former cop. Man, there's like this is a lot of former cops. Yeah, a lot of former cops. Um, (laughs) Speaking of Dave Clawson, they play Rice on Friday. Wake is like the Friday Night Kings right now. I don't know what they did to earn the spot, but um, uh, Rice they go to Rice um, for some reason. I don't really know why, but they're going to Rice. um, Interesting. Yes, they're going to Rice. Uh, 
I, you know, it's tough. Rice is, has been one of the worst D1 teams for a while now. And Wake obviously showed a lot on offense against a uh, pretty frisky Utah State team. Not so much defensively, but um, Rice. Do you know how many plays Rice ran against Army? Uh-oh. What's the answer? I, 44. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's like, in basketball terms, I guess, it'd be like, uh, I don't know, like Carolina playing Virginia, right? Like, Wake wants oh to go, go, gosh. go. Right. Yeah. And Rice just wants to like. Oh yeah, sit I'm on looking the football, at the Winston Salem Journal now. It says Utah State ran 40 in the first half, and Rice ran 44 <laughs> for against Army for the entire game. Yeah, shout out Connor O'Neill from um, Winston Salem Journal. Shout out Connor, Journal. great content right um, here. Yes, it's very good because like I don't know. I mean, it's because Rice played Army, and we we looked at what Army did last year, and I think we thought, oh well, Army's good if they played if Rice played them close, they might be not so bad. I think Army's not quite as good as they were a year ago for one, and and for. The other, I don't know that Rice could make that big of a jump. So I, I don't think Wake has a whole lot to worry about necessarily. No, I don't either. The spread on that's what, 17 or something? 17 and a yeah. half, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have a lot to worry about. Um, but if you guys are ever bored for any reason watching that game or if it's a blowout or whatever, you need to um, look up the Rice mascot story. It's pretty bananas. Oh my gosh, I'm um, learning so much from you this morning. <laughs> Well, you know, this is the kind of research I do when I break down ACC games, right? Is like looking at their mascot history, which I find fascinating, by the way. Sammy the um, Owl? They, <laughs> is, that, is that what we're talking about here? Sammy, yeah. They they built one like out of like canvas and stuffed it and they like brought it and like A&M kidnapped it and whatever. And then they started getting live mascots, except for they kept like dying because they couldn't fly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, they, they were birds and they couldn't fly? Yeah, because they'd been captive since birth, so they didn't know. Oh and my they gosh, kept to- <laughs> that's so sad. This is like a remember that really sad documentary on Netflix about the whales in captivity. This is like bumming me out. Yeah, I'm I'm so- <laughs> I'm sorry to bum you out, and I don't know. It shouldn't be funny to me, but it's like like they, the rice students were mad because they were like, "We told you you couldn't put it in a tree because it can't fly. because it can't fly." How old are these birds? I guess I, or I guess it doesn't matter if they're like in captivity from the moment they're born. They just don't know how to fly yeah. ever. Never learn to fly. It's wow. sad, but it's kind of a metaphor for rice football, I guess. Wow. Yeah, they finished um, like two and eleven last year. Something yeah, like they're that. bad. They bad. bad. Ohio Pitt gets Saturday started at eleven a.m. Pitt fans are not thrilled about that, by the way, because it's not like they're playing Central. Like uh, that's just <laughs> honestly, I would love that. I don't know how you feel about a media member. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I wish we could start at nine in the morning. As a media member, as a student, I was all like, "Let's have a night game." But now that I'm jaded and tired all the time, earlier, hundred percent. Yeah, no, th- that would be for us, for 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 the players and for the fans. I totally get it. Um, this feels like, I mean, not that I was going to circle a hashtag lowercase go ACC for the weekend, <laughs> but that this feels like the one, honestly, because like Pitt didn't look all that great. Um, Ohio is the favorite to win the Mac. Oh, like, really? Wow. Yeah. So circle this one on your calendars, kids, because I, it's going to be a tepid environment, a tepid crowd, probably that's not too thrilled to be there. The people that are there and Pitt didn't. You know, Pitt looked a little frisky at times, especially defensively against Virginia, a little bit better than I thought, but I think their offense is still really limited, and Ohio is not going to be coming in there to mess around, so they need to, uh, oof. This game is at like Pitt, any. correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not playing, they're not dumb enough to play at Ohio, I wouldn't think. I mean, I don't know. Their, their non-con is bananas, always. Like, Pitt's going to struggle to make a bowl. 
Man, that hey, the reigning ACC Coastal champs. <laughs> oh boy. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, the coastal, coastal gonna coastal, as the kids say. Um, I like that. Is that what people say? I'm into that. Coastal gonna coastal. Yes, they, they, coastal gonna coastal is indeed what they say. Um, you, I guess you covering the Atlantic, you wouldn't know, but. That's the thing. <laughs> I kind of admit, like, I would, sometimes I feel like a little left out. Like, I want to get in on the dysfunction of the coastal. I think that'd be fun. And the Atlantic, it's like, we all know how this story ends and. I mean, not just like it's obviously fun covering a team that dominates people, but I kind of wish that I could get in on the hot mess express every now and then. Yeah, there's I think it's fun in its own way, just because like you like you said, you never really know what's going to happen. And I think like, um, you know, Louisville's better this year, so that helps. And and obviously Wake's improved itself and everything else. But even even when people were complaining about the Atlantic and the imbalance, like it was worse before to me because it was like the Atlantic had teams that you knew weren't going to beat anybody. And the Coastal was when it was a little better, didn't really have that. They didn't they weren't very good, but they weren't all that bad either. And now Georgia Tech being what it is and everything else, I don't know that that's going to be the case. But yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like the. I don't know. Did did you pick Virginia to to win it in uh, July? I actually picked Virginia Tech. Um, and trigger warning for my Virginia friends, um, <laughs> I, because like the way that game the way that game played out last year, like I just don't believe that they like there's like a cosmic force at work in the in the universe that will like not allow them to be Virginia Tech. Hey, you know what? I like it going a little <laughs> bit different. Other thing, you could have picked yeah. basically any one of those teams, probably except for Georgia Tech and. Maybe I, don't, I know a lot of people are not high on UNC, even though they won last week, and probably like been an okay, been an okay guess. Like last year, who in the world actually picked Pitt? Yeah, no, the, you you really you really really never know. Syracuse Maryland is probably the second place game for me in terms of the one that's most intriguing. Maryland blew out Howard, um, like pretty impressively. Um, and Syracuse, uh, I don't know that the Tommy DeVito era got off to the uh, yeah. strongest start. <laughs> I also saw something that said that they are now the underdog in this game. Syracuse? Syracuse? That's what I, I, really? I, saw, uh, I saw something on Syracuse.com that said that um, the line has like really shifted. I think they opened up as a three-point favorite, but... Now they're a one and a half point underdog. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, they didn't really do anything to inspire a whole lot of confidence against Liberty. Um, they were good defense. Their defense probably was more encouraging to me than anything else, because even again, I know it's Liberty, but like their defense has struggled to stop almost anybody in the past. So to shut somebody out was was no small thing to me. It's just I don't know. You expected to see that offense be a little better. But who knows? I mean, I know it's new new starting quarterback and Tommy DeVito, but. I don't know that it's going to be this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, what, two picks? I, 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 yeah, and I think I saw a stat. He was like one of nine throws more than 10 yards, and that's right. not great. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that one because, like, I don't take much out of Maryland blowing out Howard, but I do take something out of Syracuse struggling with Liberty. Yeah. So we'll see. That's, a fair, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any jokes for this one. Sorry. That's okay. Except for, like... Except for it's like new ACC versus old ACC, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I do like that. I mean, the Syracuse game, like I feel like the only thing I actually paid attention to in that Syracuse game was Hugh Freeze in his hospital bed. So like I feel like I need to act. This is this will be a good week for me to actually pay attention to their team and not 
and not the opposing coach in a in a bed in the press box. Well, I think I think that's kind of <laughs> what Hugh Freeze wanted in that situation. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done. Yeah, it. I need to but read more about this. I have I still have questions. Jeez. I just I, I said this um <laughs> I said this on Tuesday when I recorded with Brant Wilkerson knew that like I just hope he doesn't use this as something of like hey I played hurt you can too oh, it was yeah. players that. That would be super lame. Be I would so not care for lame. It. Yeah, I'm with you. That would be terrible. I don't like that. Now we got Old Dominion at Virginia Tech. Oh boy, revenge game for the Hokies. Mm. Um, <laughs> at Virginia, I think Tech. all I wrote for this, all I wrote for this game was it can't happen again, right? <laughs> and I said probably not. They uh, <laughs> probably not. Old Dominion lost 33 players from last year's team. That's a lot. Whoa, 33. Yeah, that's that a, lot. a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> Um, they have two former Virginia Tech players on their roster, um, Eric Kuma and Chris Cunningham, and they're going to use them as their captains. So a little trolling. Oh, I interesting. That is, I like, I do like the, a nice troll. College football needs more trolling. I, I totally agree with that. And why the heck not? Like they beat them last year. They've earned the right to troll, but they're probably not going to do it again. Not much to see here for Virginia Tech, I don't think. Um, and if there is, who oh boy, things are going to get real interesting real quick for Justin Fuente. Really fast, yeah. Yeah, if they lose this Oof. game again, I'm going to just grab disaster. some popcorn and hop on Twitter and just stay there for the rest of my life. <laughs> like we don't do That's that anymore. That's true. <laughs> so South Florida, Georgia Tech, we got that next. South Florida was a game that when I saw it at the beginning of the year on Georgia Tech's schedule, I'm like, oh, that's a loss for Georgia Tech. And it's still, I still might be right. Um, but South Florida looked very bad against Wisconsin at home. And this is year three for Charlie Strong. Like, I, I don't know that I feel so confident that it's a definite loss for them right now. But you, you saw Georgia Tech a little bit closer uh, than I did. So I don't know if you think that they're a team that's capable of beating, like, even a meh FBS team right now. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that I was talking to our Georgia Tech writer about this at length last week is that it just, it feels like, and she, she was saying, she was like, yeah, I, I don't feel like I got a, a good accurate feel for what this team looks like right now coming off of Clemson in week one. You know, like I just, it's hard to figure out what to make of them in a, in a game against the reigning national champs, but I'm interested to see what they end up doing with their quarterbacks. It sounds like, they still don't really have a ton of clarity on it from a separation standpoint. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting too. And, and uh, you know, they showed some sparks. They showed some things against Clemson that you were like, oh, they, they can do that. That's pretty good. But more on defense than on yeah. offense, in my opinion. And they still they still allowed a ton of yards per play. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know it, that would, if Charlie... If Charlie Strong loses that game, that's not a good look for him. But that would be big if Georgia Tech could pick that one up. Like that would help. I think a lot of um, fans and everybody else around that program feel a lot better. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I mean, it's just they kind of got the short end of the stick having to, they opened on a Thursday and they opened on the road and they opened at like it literally could not have been any worse for them. I, I feel like in terms of the yeah. staff and a new team. So this week I think is so much more important for Georgia Tech than last week was. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, Richmond, Boston College, speaking of nothing to see here, <laughs> not really. Like, I searched this game on Twitter, or not on Twitter, on Google. I searched it because I, I do that sometimes, see like what previews pop up and everything else. And the first thing that came up was Richmond, British Columbia. So that's probably about an indicator <laughs> of like how much this game is moving the okay. needle. Um, 
uh, when I had to like break this down, my my kid, by the way, and this is still going to come up at the at the end of the podcast. My kid is going to pick games. Um, he had a lot less patience for it this week. But when I brought this game up to him, he didn't want to pick it until I gave him the mascots, which I said spider or eagle, and he said spider. I like that. Um, um, the spider thing has always been like a bizarre mascot to me, and I love mascot origin stories, Spider Man origin Ooh, stories. Yes. <laughs> In 1894, a heckling fan supposedly yelled something about spiders at a Richmond baseball player, and it stuck because reporters repeated it. And I really love that. Oh my that gosh, that's, that's because, how it became the spiders? That's awesome. Yeah, that's how like a lot of mascots actually happened was the reporters. Like we had so much power back then. Like we would just give teams like a mascot or something or a nickname and like it would stick. Whoa. What what happened? What yeah. happened to us? I really just want to know, like, what the heckle could have been. Like, I have no clue what possible, like, what could he have said? Like, you're going to get squashed like a spot. Like, I don't even, I can't even imagine what the heckle yeah. could have been. Yeah, was it? But, yeah, interesting. I don't know, because I think the spider and I'm like, well, most people in this world are afraid of them. So I get that's like, I guess a good idea. But yeah, I don't know how you heckle. Like, I don't know. Back in the day when when we had such power to give mascot names. Um but yeah, so that's about all we need to say about that game because Richmond's not very good. Boston College looked pretty good. Um, so we can move on. ULM at FSU. Oh, oh Willie, T- Willie Taggart has had a bad, bad week. He has had a oh. bad, bad week. Yeah, I I just, I really thought that the, I just, I thought there's no way that they can repeat last year. Like he's going to be a little more settled. They have a ton of talent at Florida State. I think we all know that. It's not like they, you know, they're hauling in some pretty good recruits. But I don't know what happens here. Yeah. I, I ULM's not very good, so I'm really not that worried from an FSU win or loss perspective. Same. I just will, – Willie needs to stay out of his own way a little bit um, as best he can. I, I do think when I saw, like, the full video of what he said about hydration, I thought that that was a little taken out of context. I don't think he was using it as an excuse. I think he was just saying, like – some of his players were saying that they were winded and, and like, dude, Boise ran 108 plays. They're going to be sure. winded. Like that's, that's a reasonable explanation. Right. Yeah. Like, but, but he just, he can't get out of his own way at all right now. And, and I, he's getting like increasingly defensive. I can tell. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oof, I, I, I increasingly feel like this is not going to end very well for him, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I know. I feel but, bad for him. Like I want to see him do well and I want Florida state to get good again. Me too. Me too. Um, it just, ugh. I, I I will take a little heat off Florida State though because they're playing a team whose mascot is the Warhawks. The Warhawks. Um, yes, which is like they're named after apparently after W or World War II planes. Um, that were there was like a unit of planes that was commanded by like a Louisiana resident, and they called the planes Warhawks. So I thought that was very cool. But they they did this recently because they were forced to change their mascot name. Whoa! Which was the Indians. Oh, interesting. And I do. I have to pass on this information because this killed me. Um, they felt like at the time, this was back in like 2006. They were, they felt like the Florida State ruling of getting to keep the Seminoles. By the way, the Seminole mascots, the Seminole tribe, like has endorsed this with Florida State. Um, you know, you can still think whatever way you want about it, and I get that. But like, that's why Florida State gets to keep the mascot. But I love this. This is from like an ESPN article. He said the Florida State ruling was a good sign. He pointed out. Former ULM player Perry Beaver and former head coach James L. Malone, both men with Indian heritage, as part of the school's claim to the usage. So, like, he is saying they should use the mascot Indians because they had a coach and a player who were Indians. Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they had to retire their cartoonish mascot, Chief Brave Spirit, and stop referring to their campus as the reservation. Wow. And so that's when they became the Warhawks? Yes. And this was what, 2006? Yeah, it was like 2006. <laughs> you, oh my God. You should, you should write a book on like your mascot history for real. You're really, you really know a lot. I love mascot stuff. I don't know why. It's just, but I was like, Warhawk, like that's a unique nickname. And then I saw that they used to be the Indians. And I I just love that they were basically claiming that they could use that mascot because they also, like one of the guys was in the article was like, yeah, we have plenty of Indian tribes in our state. It's like, yeah, lots of states have plenty of Indian tribes. That doesn't mean they should have a mascot that's just like an all-encompassing Indian. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just... Uh, so so there you go, Willie Taggart. Some heat taken there off you, you and put onto ULM. Um, uh, A&T uh, at Duke on ACC Network Extra, which will be extra hard to find. Oh, but that's ACC okay Network Extra? Ooh. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like basically Duke got their hardest game of the year first, and they're probably going to have their easiest game second, and then everything else will fall somewhere in between. But, I mean, not that Duke would, but you can't, you can't discount A&T. Like, they're... I think 15 in the latest FCS poll. Um, like that's not a, that's not a game that Duke can take for granted. I don't think that they will, but it's tough. You put a lot into playing a team like Alabama yeah. and like to come back from that, you know, it's going to be tough, but I, I still think Duke wins, but a and is a little frisky. Yeah. I mean, I think these, these types of games are, I, I, I mean, they're not harder than the, than the Alabama types, obviously, but I don't know. If you're a head coach, I would be so wary of these of these types of weeks. I mean, like, look what happened at, at Tennessee. You know, it's it's like if you lose a game like this, and you that's absolutely never forgotten. Yeah, it's a tone setter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eastern Kentucky at Louisville. Really, not much to see there at all. I, honestly, like, I have. Um, I don't want to spoil my kids' picks of games, but I had the same reaction. To uh, I'll just say I had the same reaction to this game as my kid did, which was like literally none. Um, they're, they're not gonna have a problem. They're not gonna have a problem with them. They look way better than they did last year, which is not entirely surprising. Um, and yeah, like that's that's pretty much it because they're playing a FCS yeah. team. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Louisville does. It was like I mean, full disclosure, I fell asleep during the second half of Louisville Notre Dame. <laughs> it was like one of those days, but. It was fun to see them care again and like make plays again. Yeah. And it, it's a testament to like how trash Bobby Petrino really was to me. Too. Yeah. I think like, Scott Satterfield was a really good hire to just turn that train wreck completely around. And that gets us to our last game of the day or the night. A game that suddenly is way more interesting than I anticipated. Miami at UNC. Man, yeah. Way more interesting than I thought too. I mean, like I don't. <sighs> I don't know. Again, like you don't want to overreact too much based on what you saw out of UNC in week one, but it's certainly, I think, going to be maybe a closer game than I thought it would be. I (laughs) think so. Yeah. I actually went to that UNC game. I don't know if I told you that Um, because Clemson opened on Thursday. So no, I didn't know that. I went as like a full on human and it was crazy. Like I tailgated and I didn't get to the stadium four hours ahead of time. I was like a little weirded out all day, but um, but yeah, that I mean that game. Did I think too? Like as soon as the North Carolina South Carolina game ended, whatever tickets there were left over for UNC Miami, I think they got bought up almost immediately. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think it took them a couple days to get like the last few hundred or so gone. But yeah, that it was, it was pretty quick. 
uh, react like so do you think I mean look UNC got some breaks in that game I, mean, I think we can all recognize that but at the same time like <sighs> I don't know I- I'm trying not to over adjust my expectations for them the other way like I, th- I thought they'd be they could win as few as like three games this year yeah. and I obviously don't think that any- anymore but I don't know where to adjust my expectations to, you know? and I'm also having a hard time figuring out where I stand on the okay like how much of this is UNC's potential and how much of this is South Carolina just more of a mess than we thought they were. Like, I think South Carolina, if you're a South Carolina fan, like buckle up. Cause this is going to be a, a nightmare season. I would think. Also Jake Bentley. I know that there's been a lot of talk and you know this cause you cover Clemson that Jake Bentley passed for like 500 plus yards against Clemson. Um, in the three games since then combined, I think he's maybe just reached that total. Oh, like wow. Combined. Jeez. That's a yeah. That's that's, that's a crazy stat. That's got to be. I can see why he's a little maddening. Oh um, yeah. Well, and Carolina. now I don't, like. Do, do we have any more clarity on his foot issue? I don't know. I think Muschamp said. Yeah, I think they said like six yeah. weeks. And then Muschamp said something about that's, like if he needs surgery, it's season ending. Like, eesh, that's yeah. Not good. I don't yeah. know. This is one of those seasons. I think you just kind of chalk up to an L if you're South Carolina and move on. Yes, I'm sure they'll handle it. Very yeah, they'll well. be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're very understanding in that fan base. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's interesting to me. Um, no, none of the players. I did this at ACC kickoff where you know some coaches actually have connections with Mac Brown. You know, obviously he's been coaching a long time, and Manny Diaz is one of them. I have heard like nothing about that in the buildup this week. Um, he was his defensive coordinator at Texas and Mac fired yeah, him. No one's talking about that? No one has talked about it. And when I asked his players about it at ACC kickoff, they had no clue. Oh my gosh, <laughs> weird. I would think that that's like one of the most compelling things of this entire this entire game. I mean, I didn't feel like there was a ton of Mac and Muschamp lead up either, though. There and they have obviously ties. It, yeah. They like there was very little buildup for that either, and I, th- apparently they still seem very friendly. And I have no idea what Mac and Manny's relationship is currently, but um, yeah, it's just I, <laughs> Mac is weird. Like it, <sighs> he's so charming. I feel like maybe that like even guys that he's either fired or gotten fired still love him. Larry Fedora, yeah, like f- apparently Fedora and Mac talk like once a month. That came out. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> And I was like, and he goes, he said yesterday, Mac did, he's like, yeah, I was thinking about him the other day and I really wanted to call him and tell him his players did pretty well. And I'm like, did he? <laughs> I was, I don't know, but that's like, that is like the, the, the shade, the most shade he could throw at somebody. Yeah. And he, he probably doesn't even know accidental it. Shade. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like he does seem to have really good relationships with a lot of coaches, even, even some he's, you know, come to weird endings with for sure. But um, it, I don't know what you thought of Sam Howell seeing him live. Um, the stories have come out this week too. I, you know, he took a lot of hits in that game and apparently like he's not very into sliding. Oh, yeah. I saw Jonathan Alexander wrote that he never did it in high school, like ever. Yeah. And I'm like, that could be problematic against, I mean, what would we call Miami's defense? Second best in the ACC? I think, I think. Yeah, I think so. And he's going to see Clemson again later, obviously. But, like, just the immediate future is Miami. And if he doesn't, like, avoid some hits in this game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. I am excited to see him. Like, I felt like watching him that second half, once they kind of let him loose, 
Like I was like, okay, yes. I think this kid could be like a real star one day. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see like, do they let him loose immediately? I, that, I think that's what I read is that they're just going to let him go first quarter now and have at it. Yeah, that's that was the implication. We'll see. I, I kind of get it to a degree, but at a certain point in the second quarter, I was like, hey, y'all are down. You might want to just go ahead and see what this kid can do in the red zone. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, they whatever it did, it worked. Um, eventually, he made some crazy, crazy throws and some that you were like, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, that one that out. went through that. It was like, <laughs> I, felt, I felt like the nine and three quarters gate in Harry Potter, like when it just went through the South Carolina defender's hands. Yeah, that was completely nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, I feel like we've spent not too long on this game, but it because it, it is an interesting one. I think arguably the second most interesting game behind um, Clemson A&M and maybe Syracuse, Maryland. But that's, I think, interesting only if Syracuse loses, which I'm sure would not be ideal for the ACC because then they would probably only have one ranked team. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm yeah, I think behind Clemson A&M, this is the game that I'm looking at the most Carolina Miami we'll see Nike are you so you're not well obviously you can't go to this one because you'll be at Clemson but those night games man they they're they're weird in Keenan like they're different than you would expect a noon game I've to never be, been to a sure. night game in Keenan because they were just so even when no, you were they were ho- so horrible my entire student career they never had one really no, I don't think I've ever been to one what 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 years were you? So there? I was there um, eleven through fifteen. So like first year would have been Withers. Oh, okay. And then my my oh, sophomore year would have been Fedora's first year. So I was okay. there the way, okay. the the year ECU hung a seventy burger on them. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, I was at that game. I'll never forget that game. I was at it in person. But yeah, <laughs> um, they, <laughs> yeah. Miami and Carolina have definitely played some weird games over the years. Like people don't know that because why would they know what Carolina and Miami do against each other? But um, it's, they've played some weird, pretty gross games, even in recent years. Uh, Like the one two years ago, that was the worst football game I've ever been to in person that Carolina won 24 to 19. I think the teams combined for like eight turnovers and it was horrible. Oh my gosh. I I do hope that Miami brings that nice looking gold turnover necklace. They have to, right? And I guess you didn't see Carolina. Oh, well, you belt. might have seen it. Carolina has like a belt. Yeah. So the chain versus the, chain, the belt. I kind of, the, chain, I, the chain's pretty nice. I kind of like this year's chain. It's wonderful. And I think all these things are great. Even even Georgia Tech's like weird turnover. I thought like that was hilarious. They're like great. writing out their Instagram handles. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, I think it's great. Anything to have a little fun. Like, football is fun. It is a sport. It is meant to be fun. And I love when coaches have a little fun. Agreed. So. I had fun doing this with you, Grace. Uh, tell everybody where they can find your stuff. So basically all my stuff is on the Clemson page of The Athletic. So if you just <laughs> roll on over there, then you should be covered. What's your Twitter? Our Twitter is GM Rainer, R-A-Y-N-O-R. There you go. And she does really good stuff. So you should follow what she reports and her stuff on The Athletic. I'm Lauren Brownlee. You can find most of my stuff at WRALsportsfan.com. Thanks so much. Now to Alex with his picks. Okay, buddy, you went six and four in your picks last week, Alex. That's pretty good. You ready to pick more games? William and Mary or Virginia? I am sharing. I want you to tell me who you want to win the game. Dad, 
Willie. Okay, push. Pu- William and Mary. I'll let you push the button if you pick the games. William and Mary or Virginia. 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 Okay. Wake or rice. Rice. Yeah, I know you like rice a lot, don't you? Yes. Yes, I know. Ohio or Pitt. 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 Okay, that's good. NC State or Western Carolina. <laughs> that's probably accurate. The fart noise. Does, does that mean you're picking Western Carolina? I'm going to interpret that as a Western Carolina pick. Y'all can do whatever you want. Syracuse or Maryland? Alex, you can't pick games if you just pick fart noises. Syracuse or Maryland? Come on. Which one? Which one? Syracuse or Maryland? Alex, people aren't going to like your picks anymore if all you do is make fart noises. Syracuse or Maryland? I'll let you push the buttons if you pick the games. Syracuse or Maryland? Uh, do you want to push the button? Yeah. Then pick the game. Syracuse or Maryland? Syracuse. Syracuse. Okay. Old Dominion or Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. It's revenge from last year. South Florida or Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech again. You really like Georgia Tech. Oh wait, you picked Clemson last week. You, yeah, you can push it again if you if you finish the games. All right. Texas A&M or Clemson? I don't want to pick games. So you just don't know who to pick? Yeah, that's tough. Richmond or Boston College? You don't know? You got to think that's Boston College, right? Richmond's mascot. What about spider or eagle? Spider. Okay, so you picked Richmond. There we go. Okay. I want to hunt spider. Oh. What about ULM or FSU? FSU. FSU, okay. I want to A and A and T or Duke. I don't want to pick games. Uh it's a it's an Aggie or a Blue Devil. Which one? A blue devil. A blue devil, okay. Eastern Kentucky versus Louisville. No, I a want or, Fraga. A Colonel or a Cardinal? No, I want Little Frogger. What's that? Little Frogger? No, Little Frogger. I don't know what that means. Eastern Kentucky or Louisville? You don't know? Oh. You don't know? Okay. I'll just I'll take that as a you didn't want to make a pick. Hurricanes or Tar Heels? Miami or UNC? That's the last one, and then you're all done. You don't know? Mommy, you remember it's the team? Man. Yeah, you remember the team Daddy was yelling about last week? What? Dad. Daddy was yelling about UNC? You want them to. You, you think they're going to win? Yes. You think they're going to beat Miami? Yes. Okay. I, I, I might as well get you to make a bold pick while we've got you. All right, Alex, thank you so much. Thank you for this. Can you say bye? Say bye. Bye.